Welcome to Random Draw, a trip through the vinyl archives of WTBR-FM. When TBR moved to the new facilities at Pittsfield Community Television, it brought along with it a tremendous asset, its vinyl collection. Numbering nearly 20,000 pieces, including full albums, EPs, singles, and so much more. The purpose of this program is to take you back in time to the early days of WTBR when these records were brand new. I'm your host, David Cachet, and over the last couple of years, I have acted as sort of an archivist of this great collection. Imagine a wall full of records sorted into sort of cubby holes with about 150 records in each section. I'll be choosing one of these cubby holes to grab records from, and I'll just be randomly selecting records off the wall of our studios and playing them for you. That's right, playing the actual vinyl records that have been in the WTBR archives for decades. Tonight we go back to the year 1986, and the songs I'll be playing tonight were all released in that year and have nothing more in common other than they happen to be near each other in the WTBR archive. Tonight we're going to start with the Portland, Oregon group New Shoes. Fronted by a husband and wife duo, they were formed in 1979 as a 12-piece band. By 1986, they had pared down to seven members and released their first major label album, Poolside, on Atlantic Records. This album made it all the way up to number 27 on the charts and featured two hit singles. Point of No Return hit number one on the dance charts, which is the same spot that I Can't Wait also hit. New Shoes were nominated for the Best New Artist Grammy that following year, but lost to Bruce Hornsby in the range. New Shoes were, however, inducted into the Oregon Music Hall of Fame and still record and tour to this day. So let's listen to their biggest hit, I Can't Wait, right here on Random Draw.
That was Bonnie Tyler with Holding Out for a Hero, and prior to that was New Shoes with I Can't Wait. Now, if you didn't know the exact 80s-ness of New Shoes, just got to be aware that their uh, name of their band is spelled N-U, then S-H-O-O-Z for New Shoes. So there you go. That's how you can tell they're totally 80s. Now, Bonnie Tyler, you just heard, is a Welsh singer known for that distinctive husky voice that she used on such big hits as Total Eclipse of the Heart, it's a heartache, and the song you just heard, Holding Out for a Hero. Now, if you're wondering yourself, Dave, that didn't come out in 1986. You are correct. The song was first made famous by appearing in the 1984 film Footloose and appearing on one of the best soundtrack albums of all times, uh, that Footloose soundtrack. But she held on to the song, and she put it on her 1986 album Secret Dreams and Forbidden Fire. So that's why you're hearing it tonight. That song was written and produced by Jim Steinman, and you may know that name because he's the guy who wrote all of Meatloaf's biggest hits from the Bad Out of Hell albums in the 70s and also in the early 90s so if it's a long operatic song that's must be jim steinman and you can sort of tell from that song um once again that was bonnie tyler with holding out for a hero we're gonna move over to some rock and roll now here on random draw we're gonna listen to keel now keel was a los angeles based hard rock band fronted by vocalist and guitarist ron keel after they released their debut album in 1984, they caught the eye of KISS bass player Gene Simmons, who would go on to produce their next two albums, including their 1986 album The Final Frontier. That's on Gold Mountain Records. This album included their cover of the Patti Smith, Bruce Springsteen song Because the Night. Now that year, Keel won Band of the Year from the magazine Metal Edge over such artists as Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. So they got that going for them. Keel hung around until 1989, and then they disbanded only to return in 1996 with their sixth album. They disbanded again and came back in 2010 for a big reunion and a new album. We're going to listen now to Keel right here on Random Draw with their cover of Because the Night. Still love us, be- 
Aerosmith, the live version of Sweet Emotion. And then before that was Keel with Because the Night. Now, Aerosmith, of course, are Boston and New England icons who've been one of the biggest selling American artists for nearly 50 years. They've released over 15 studio albums, countless classic singles over the years, but 1986 was the beginning of a resurgence for Aerosmith. They had fallen on hard times and, you know, the previous few years going through member lineup changes, poor sales, and various rehab stints for most of the members. In 1986, they were featured together with Run DMC on a reimagining of their hit song, Walk This Way. This proved to be one of the biggest hits of the year and sparked a renewed interest in Aerosmith. Their record label that year released two live albums, and we just heard a track off the first release, Classics Live 1. This album was released in April, with Classics Live 2 following in June. In 1987, Aerosmith released the album Permanent Vacation, and the Aerosmith machine was back in business, and continues to this very day with them touring, they have a Las Vegas residency, and their songs still are played all over the radio and television, and you still see Steven Tyler all over television, as a matter of fact. So once again, that was a live version of Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith. We're going to jump across the pond right now and listen to a London-based post-punk new wave band, Susie and the Banshees. Formed in 1976 and fronted by Susie Sue, they released over 10 albums before disbanding in 1996. In 1986, they released their seventh album, Tinderbox, on Geffen Records in the United States, and in retrospect, it's considered to be one of their best albums by many critics. Now, featured on this album is a single called Cities in Dust, which is written about the volcano eruption of Pompeii and was able to reach number 17 on the dance charts in the U.S. You don't hear that very often. Recently, this song has been used in many movies and TV shows, including Gross Point Blank, 13 Reasons Why, Glow, and The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So here are Susie and the Banshees with Cities in Dust right here on Random Draw.
Ah, the Pogues with Sally McLennan. And before that was Susie and the Banshees with Cities in Dust. Uh, every time I hear the Pogues, I just think of our uh, Sunday show here on WTBR, The Sounds of Ireland. I think that would fit in nice and well. The Pogues are, in fact, a Celtic punk band founded in London in 1982. They became internationally famous for their mixture of political punk rock with traditional Irish instruments like mandolins and banjos and tin whistles. And, of course, that distinctive vocal stylings of Shane McGowan. By 1986, they were releasing their second album, Rum, Sodomy, and the Lash, produced by Elvis Costello. Now, the album title came from an old Winston Churchill quote when he was asked about the naval history, and he said, Don't, ask, don't talk to me about naval tradition. It's nothing but rum, sodomy, and the lash. The album did not chart in the United States, but reached number 13 in the UK, and the single you just heard, Sally McLennan, was able to climb all the way up to number 54 on the singles charts in the UK. The Pogues would release a few more albums before Shane McGowan left the band, but they were able to reform and tour during the early part of the century. So once again, that was The Pogues with Sully McLennan. So let's take a short break here on Random Draw. We'll be right back in just a moment to hear some more random music right here on WTBR. WTBR-FM, Pittsfield. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8, and if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> and now a speech. I just want to say that friendship is about heart. Heart and brain. Who's with me? Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. And my brain is saying, when it's time to go home, somebody call me a ride. Love that guy. Me too. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. <laughs> Competition has taken notice. Oh my god. Good luck keeping up with us. <laughs> Amateurs. 89.7 WTBR. Okay, and we're back here on Random Draw. If you're just joining us now, we've been delving into the vinyl archives here at WTBR, and we've been looking at the year 1986 so far. We're going to veer into the world of jazz rock with the Chick Corea Electric Band. Now, Chick Corea is a famous jazz keyboardist, and in 1986, he was releasing the self-titled debut album by the Chick Corea Electric Band. Besides the keyboards of Chick, this album also features the electric drum crit sounds of Dave Weckl throughout, the, and they sound very 80s. This album feels very much like you would think of a jazz rock album of 1986 would sound. Overall, though, the album was a big success, reaching number six on the year-end jazz album charts on Billboard. And as a little fun side note, if you ever get a chance to check out the back cover of this album, it features one of the most unintentionally funny pictures of a musician as Chick Corea is posing in his slightly big Miami Vice dark leisure suit with his Yamaha guitar. 
it's a, it's a sight to behold, and it definitely says 80s. Now I can say that I lived through the 80s, and we all have bad pictures we don't want to look back on. That's just one of them. We're going to listen to Rumble right now by the Chick Korea Electric Band right here on Random Draw.
It's about the music and more of it. WTBR. Jackson with Hometown. Before that was the Chick Corea electric band with Rumble. Now, Joe Jackson is an English singer, songwriter, and piano player of great renown who in 1986 was releasing his live album called Big World. That's right, what you just heard was actually a live album. A couple interesting things about this live album. One is that it's a double LP set that only features three sides of music. The fourth side has a label that says there is no music on this side and features a groove that quickly gets you to the end of the record. Jackson explains this as making it that in 1986, he was making this album for a brand new technology called CD, and it all fits on one disc, but it only goes on three sides of an LP, so basically you got a bonus side for free for the cost of one LP. 
The other interesting thing about this album is that, being a live album, there's no applause on this album. The audience was asked to hold any applause or noise in general since they were recording this for an album. So the album is recorded, you know, sort of like a studio album, all the instruments mic'd up going to a multi-track recorder and no overdubs were done in post-production. Just no applause when you listen to the live album, so go figure. Up next, we're going to go back to England again, and we're going to stick with it and go to the new wave band The Fix. The Fix were best known for some huge international hit, One Thing Leads to Another, in 1983. They also had some lesser hits, Saved by Zero and Red Sky. In 1986, they released their fourth album, Walkabout, on MCA Records, and produced by Rupert Hine. Now, Hine would later produce albums by Stevie Nicks, and he also produced the Rush albums Roll the Bones and Presto. Anyways, back to Walkabout. This would feature one of the Fix's biggest U.S. singles, Secret Separation. This song would reach number one in the mainstream rock track charts and go into the top 20 on Billboard Hot 100 by reaching number 19. So here is Secret Separation by The Fix on Random Draw. Yeah. 
That was War Boys by Annabella. Before that was The Fix with Secret Separation. Now, Annabella was the stage name of lead singer of Bow Wow Wow, Annabella Lewin. Um, now, Annabella was just 13 when she auditioned to be the singer for Bow Wow Wow and was just 14 when they released their biggest hit, I Want Candy. By 1986, she had already been fired from Bow Wow Wow at the ripe old age of 16 and was already readying, readying up her solo debut. She released that album titled Fever, which featured the title track, which was a cover of the great uh, Peggy Lee classic. The album also featured a cover of Alice Cooper's song School's Out. Now, War Boys, which we just heard, was a hit in the U.S. as it spent six weeks on the Billboard Hot Dance Music Club play chart, peaking at number 28. Once again, that was Annabella with War Boys. we got time for one more song here on Random Draw, so we're going to go with Tina Marie, or Lady T, as Rick James called her. Tina was known for her work in soul and R&B and her distinctive vocal style that made many people believe she was actually an African-American performer, but this was certainly disproved when she appeared on Soul Train in 1979 as the first white female performer. In 1986, she released her seventh album, Emerald City, on Epic Records. The album featured much more of a jazz blues sound as opposed to her soul music past. And as a matter of fact, blues legend Stevie Ray Vaughan appears as lead guitarist on one track of this album. We're going to listen to this single, Lips to Find You, which hit number 28 on the Black Singles chart, but did not reach the Hot 100. So here's Lips to Find You by Tina Marie, right here on Random Draw.
Well, that about wraps it up here for us here at Random Draw. If you'd like to get a tour of the archives here at WTBR for yourself, just give all the station at 445-4234 and ask for me, Dave. I'd love to have you come down and take a look for yourself. If you'd like to learn more about WTBR or even have an idea for your own show, just visit our website at WTBRFM.com. Until next time on Random Draw, I've been your host, David Cachet. We'll see you later. <laughs>